0: my a very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come To Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, a great joy to be here with you on this beautiful January 21st, 2019, already the third week of January. Uh, But hey, praise God, it's a beautiful day, a nice January day. We have no snow, which is great, no ice to slip on, uh, and a nice cold and crisp day out there. So I, hope, I pray you're having a, a blessed day, my friends, and thanking you for taking some time out of your day and out of what I'm sure is the busyness of your day to come and share this hour with me here on this beautiful day. Uh, of course, coming to you live on our network of domestic church media radio stations here in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, but also coming to you live video on our home our, our homepage, actually, our domesticchurchmedia.org we're streaming live video there. We're streaming live video on our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash domestic church media. And also live on our YouTube channel right now. You can watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash domestic church media, as well as on the Amazon Echo and the Google Home devices, our beautiful mobile app. Uh, you can listen and watch there as well. So all kinds of ways. And I do hope that you spread the word and invite people to listen and watch. Uh, domestic church media. You know, we we have uh, so much work to do, and we have a lot of competition out there with the world. The world is very alluring to many people, and we want to bring them the message of joy, the message of hope, the message of salvation that Jesus Christ brings. And as we proclaim this gospel joy 24 hours a day, seven days a week, literally around the world, it's our prayer that each day more and more souls are encountering Jesus Christ like never before, and as we journey on this beautiful pilgrimage to our Father's house together, that we can be a part of that in the great work that the Lord has given us. So today, being Tuesday, what I'll do is I will go to the Holy Father, uh, his Angelist message from Sunday, and also uh, he had a beautiful homily yesterday morning and this morning. I don't know if I'll get to both of them, but, you know, Tuesdays I usually dedicate to Pope Francis and to... Uh, the teachings, what he actually says. (laughs) It's always important for me to get those words out there. But first, we're going to pray, my friends. So wherever you are, I do invite you to join me in prayer. We have a wonderful family, as I say, that joins us from literally around the world. As I've mentioned to you, you know, we've had uh, comments and, and feedback from a friend watching on Facebook in Cameroon, Africa. Uh, We have friends that are out in Texas that watch on Facebook, and people who are listening all over the place. You never know. So whatever your prayer is, whatever your prayer intention is, I'm inviting you right now to raise it up together as we come together as the family of God, uniting our hearts and minds as one, and raising up these prayer intentions to the heavenly heights. Now, as he does every first and third Monday, Bruce DeBacco, who was here yesterday, is such a wonderful uh, intercessor for all of you. And I know he and Linda continue to pray for you uh, after their program is long over. They're still praying for all those special intentions that you have. So, uh, this is one of the beautiful um, charisms, I believe, of domestic church media that we have this opportunity to pray with and for each other. And uh, so, I invite you to do that right now. We pray our prayer for the new year, and we'll do this through January. So, I invite you now, my friends, to begin as we begin all good things in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O sacred and adorable Trinity, hear our prayers on behalf of our Holy Father, the Pope, our bishops, our clergy, and for all who are in authority over us. Bless we beseech thee, during the coming year, the whole Catholic Church convert heretics and unbelievers, soften the hearts of sinners so that they may return to thy friendship, give prosperity to our country and peace among the nations of the world. Pour down thy blessings upon our friends, relatives, and acquaintances, and upon our enemies. Assist the poor and the sick. Have pity on the souls of those whom this past year thou hast taken from us, and do thou be merciful to those who during the coming year will be summoned before thy judgment seat. May all our actions be preceded by thy inspirations and carried on by thy assistance, so that All our prayers and works, having been begun in thee, may likewise be ended through thee. And as our Holy Father requested about a year and a half ago, he asked all the people of God to, on a daily basis, pray the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel, and also this beautiful ancient prayer to our Blessed Mother, the Subtum Presidium Prayer, with the special intention of protecting the Church from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. Saint Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son, of the Holy Spirit, amen. And again, my brothers and sisters, I invite you, encourage you to continue to send us your prayer intentions, your prayer requests. You know, I, I, I was so blessed here at the Apostolate uh, I'm sitting in this beautiful uh, studio our main studio here in our uh, main facility in Ewing Township New Jersey and uh, 25 feet across the hall from me right out of this studio is the Blessed Sacrament the King of Kings the Lord of Lords resides uh, here in the tabernacle the real true substantial presence of Jesus Christ it still uh, gives me uh, goosebumps when I think about the beautiful opportunity we have here uh, throughout our day as Bishop O'Connell so many years ago allowed us to have the Blessed Sacrament reserved in the tabernacle. Jesus is our strength. He's our power. Uh, it's because of him, I'm sure, that we are able to continue to exist here and do the work we're doing, and not just that, but expanding and growing. You know, Again, just if you were tuned in before I came on the air with you, uh, you heard uh, Father Jason and Coach McKenna with their brand new program, Just Be You. Uh, we have Talking Catholic, produced by the uh, Diocese of Camden and from over in the Archdiocese, La Voz de Dios, the Spanish uh, program, as well as Father DeLacy, who hosts the Vocation Hour. Of course, Bishop O'Connell is here once a month, uh, Bill Maher and George Rose once a month with Brothers in Arms. Cheryl's music program now is back on the air. Of course, she joins me on Fridays for Friday Live, this program. Uh, we're so thrilled to, in addition to all of the wonderful programs that EWTN provides to us, that we're able to produce these local programs for you, our family listeners, with with people you know, uh, part of your community. It's, it's been, always been important to me that we do have these local programs. And so uh, as we now come in toward the second half of this month, I throw it out to you. Just keep praying for us because there's a lot of work we have to do. <laughs> And a lot of things coming down the pike for us. Uh, I don't know if you heard on Friday when Cheryl was here with me, um, we've been invited to go down to EWTN uh, to be guests on Jim and Joyce's program. But there's a couple of the things that I'm meeting with uh, some folks down there about and uh, exciting things. And and we just want to just continue to bring the Word of God to as many people as possible in any way possible through the gifts and talents we have. So, Keep that in prayer. But also, my friends, as I've shared with you back in December, that these months, January, February, and March, are very lean months for us financially. People are paying their Christmas bills now, so so we kind of get put to the bottom of the list. But please, if you can, in any way, continue to support us. You were so generous to us in December, and that is helping us a little bit throughout these, these months. But we still need you. So... Uh, spread the word. If you hear uh, programs like Just uh, Be You and and uh, Talking Catholic, and all these other programs that you, that are local that you listen to, it's because of you, your your generosity and your support that we're able to do that. So please support us in any way you can. Uh, quick and easy way: just go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, click on the Donate Now button, and make a donation of any amount using your debit or credit card. This is how we exist. We don't you hear do don't, don't hear commercials. We don't sell commercial time. We're a non-commercial station. So. We need you. And we want to keep growing and keep getting the word out and reaching as many people as possible. Not just people my age, the the, the aging baby boomers, but those young people behind us, the generations after uh, that came after us <clears throat> that are in such desperate need to hear the truth. Because the world right now, and it, it's become a cliche, but it's true, there's so much fake news out there. People don't know what to believe. And, and, you know, a lot of people get their catechesis, sadly, from very unreliable sources. Uh, you know, it used to be when you watched late-night television in the old days, uh, Johnny Carson and, 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 and those programs, they were entertainment programs. Now, unfortunately, they've become very political. And, and these late-night so-called comedians are not just giving erroneous information about the current political scene uh, and, and culture— but they also step over the bound and, and go into to faith-based um, jokes and mocking, and, and it's sad. We have to bring that truth of Jesus out to as many people as possible in as many ways as possible. You know, we're Catholic, and we're called to be joyful people. We can laugh. We can have a good time, we, a good, clean fun. We, we, we should be. And, you know, that's one of the first things that when, when they're opening investigations into the possibility of canonizing an individual, one of the first things they look for in the individual being um, suggested for canonization is, was this individual, when he or she walked the earth, was he or she joyful? Because that's a great sign that the person has the dwelling of the Holy Spirit. And so we should be joyful, no matter what the, the world tells us to be. The world would love us to be miserable. The old boy, Satan himself, he'd love us to be miserable and despairing. We're called to be joyful because we have the fullness of all truth. We've been saved by Jesus Christ, and heaven awaits us all if we want it. And that's what we want to bring to people, and our young people especially need to hear that message. And so in order for us to do that, we can put programs on like Just Be You and Talking Catholic, which are geared toward, in many ways, to the younger generations behind us, and and it's important to us to do that. So pray for us, help us out, support us in any way you can, and spread the word, because we do want to bring that good news out to as many people as possible on a regular basis. Now, what I want to do is share with you some of Holy Father's teachings. Uh, oh, by the way, and I'll mention it again at the bottom of the hour, but you know, tomorrow, of course, January 22nd, is the actual anniversary of the Roe versus Wade decision back in 1973 that legalized abortion in this country? As you know, the March for Life is uh, in Washington is this coming Friday, and we, through our affiliation with EWTN, will have full coverage throughout the day. So, if you, if of course, the EWTN will have it on television as well, but the beauty of radio and, and the audio that we provide is you can kind of bring it with you wherever you go in your car, wherever you are. So I invite you uh, on Friday to make sure that you uh, come here often, if not uh, all day long, uh, to, as often as possible, to listen to the full uh, coverage of the Walk for Life in March for Life in Washington this coming Friday. Now, tomorrow, the actual anniversary over in uh, the, at the Statehouse here in Trenton, first of all at the Cathedral— at 9.30, there's going to be a Respect Life Mass, and it's going to be a, uh, start at 9.30. Um, everybody's welcome, welcome of course, and it's uh, been designated uh, by the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops as the Day of Prayer for the Legal Protection of Unborn Children. Uh, that's tomorrow, the 22nd, marking the 47th anniversary of the Roe v. Wade Supreme Court decision. Um so at nine thirty, Holy Mass will be celebrated by Monsignor Roldan, uh, pastor of the cathedral, and from there you can walk over to the State House, because starting at eleven a.m. at the New Jersey State House tomorrow, uh, New Jersey Right to Life will be uh, hosting and sponsoring the Rally for Life here in New Jersey, and uh, this starts at eleven a.m. tomorrow at the State House, Um, and it's a, uh, as I said, in in remembering the 47th anniversary of the Roe v. Wade decision, uh, there will be pro-life leaders, elected officials, and clergy expected to address the rally tomorrow. Uh, And they ask, though, to please do not bring signs. Signs will be provided. So whatever the issue is over there, they don't want you to bring your own signs. They will provide you with signs Uh, No signs on sticks are allowed, and uh, buses to the Trenton Rally are available from some areas. For bus information, uh, there's a a phone number you can call and an email address. But I'm going to direct you to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. Click on the bulletin board link, and then click on the 22nd of January, and the email address is there as is the phone number. So if you'd like to get to the rally tomorrow, and I think it's supposed to be a nice day, um, there are some buses from so- certain areas, but that information, you have to go to the, to the email address that's on. I, I don't like giving email addresses out over the air because <laughs> it's, uh, sometimes it can be long and drawn out. And Anyway, go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, click on the bulletin board link, and then click on January 22nd, and you'll see these events listed there, and you, you can get all the information. Uh, but that is tomorrow. And, um, it starts, well, first of all, mass at nine 30. And then, uh, we're told mass will be over in plenty of time to walk if you want. It's not that far to walk from the cathedral over to the state house. Or if you want to drive it, it's not, again, it's not far at all, but, um, check it out. Go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org and click on, uh, the, the, bulletin board link up on top and then January 22nd, you'll get all this information. But as I said, Friday, we're providing full coverage, uh, Beginning, I think it's 7 30 in the morning, up until five o'clock in the evening of the March for Life, all the all the talks and everything that's going on over there uh, down in Washington on Friday. Okay, so let's go now to Holy Father's uh Angelus message. This is um from this past Sunday. I believe it's this is Angelus message. Uh he was meditating on the gospel. <clears throat> and on our our Lord's holy face, saying it's a good way to know Jesus better, especially as the Lamb of God who sacrificed himself for the sins of the world. The Holy Father was reflecting on Sunday on John the Baptist's testimony in the Gospel of John as an invitation to to start afresh on our journey of faith, to start afresh from Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Full of mercy that the Father has given for us. Pope Francis said, We learn from the Baptist not to presume that we already know Jesus, that we already know everything about him. The Holy Father said, It's not so. Let's stop on the gospel, perhaps even contemplating an icon of Christ, the Holy Face. And he was talking and referred to the Holy Face of Manapelo held in a church in an Italian village is believed to be an image of the face of Christ, perhaps from the veil of Veronica. We know that, uh, that uh, particular station of the cross where Veronica will wipe the face of Jesus, and it, tradition says that the image of our Lord's face then was imprinted on that cloth, and that cloth is in a church Uh, called the Holy Face of Manopelo in Italy. Uh, You can see that image. And I've not seen it myself, but uh, in person, but it's very, very similar to the face that's on the Shroud of Turin as well. Um, But Holy Father is telling us that we contemplate Jesus with the eyes, but even more so with, the heart he said we let ourselves be instructed by the Holy Spirit who tells us inside it is he he is the Son of God made lamb immolated for love and you know I and you we all have this beautiful opportunity anytime we're in a Catholic Church in front of a tabernacle or if we happen to go to an adoration chapel where the Blessed Sacrament is exposed in the monstrance or when we receive Holy Communion, that what appears to be ordinary bread and wine, we know and we believe is the actual body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. If we go back to John 6, where Jesus was giving his bread of life uh, discourse, Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you can have no life within within you. In order for you to have eternal life, you must eat my flesh and, my, and drink my blood. My flesh is real food indeed. My blood is real drink indeed. And we know what happened there. And if anybody questions the real presence of Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament, I always direct them to John 6 because... When he's giving this beautiful discourse on his flesh being real food and his blood being real drink, unless we eat and drink uh, his flesh and blood, we can have no life within us. And he's talking to this crowd of people that Scripture tells us in John 6 that people are saying this is a hard thing to listen to. And many of them walked away. And the key here is, when the people walked away, if Jesus had been talking only symbolically, don't you think he would have said, oh, wait a minute, you're not taking me seriously. I I didn't mean you actually had to eat my flesh. I'm just talking symbolically. But he didn't do that. He let them go. Because it's truth. And he can't water it down, and he can't change it, and and, and he can't simplify it. This is the truth, that my flesh is is, is real food indeed, my blood is real drink indeed, unless you eat and drink my flesh and blood, you can have no life. And he let them go. He didn't stop them to clarify in any way. He was as clear as he could be in saying what he said. So he had to let them go. He couldn't change it. It's truth. And then when they left, he turned to those, uh, the 12 there who had been with him for all these uh, times and looked at them and said, and do you too want to go? Figuring, okay, if you're, people are having a hard time believing this, how about you? And it was Peter, of course, who always stands up and speaks for the apostles as the, as, as the, uh, the leader and, 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 and says, Lord, where are we going to go? You have the words of eternal life. And so just think about that. The reality of of the real presence of Jesus Christ in the blessed sacrament, that we have the opportunity every day, if we we are able to do that, to go to Holy Mass and to receive, to eat his flesh and drink his blood, as he uh, told us to do, to actually encounter Christ in that sacrament, in such a real uh, and substantial way. Holy Father is telling us that, you know, to see the face of Jesus, yes, with eyes, but even more so with the heart. Think about the way then we can see our Lord after having consumed him, body, blood, soul, and divinity. And the Holy Father said, and then let ourselves be instructed by the Holy Spirit who tells us inside, it is he. He is the Son of God. He is the Lamb of God. And Holy Father said, He alone suffered, atoned for sin, the sin of each of us, the sin of the world, and also my sins, everybody. He carried them all on Himself and took them away from uh, us so that we could finally be free, no longer slaves to evil. Yes, we are still poor sinners, but not slaves. No, not slaves, Pope Francis said, children of God. And the Holy Father explained that the gospel for this past Sunday, which was the second Sunday in ordinary time, is a continuation of the feasts of the Epiphany and the baptism of the Lord. It continues to speak about Jesus, who after his baptism was consecrated by the Holy Spirit. And he urged Catholics, that's us, and if some of you listening or watching now aren't Catholic, come on over. We'd love to have you. He urged Catholics to be surprised again by God's choice to be on our side, to be in solidarity with us sinners and to save the world from evil by taking charge of it totally. I'm sure most of you, you know, are are somewhat politically aware of what's going on in our country and around the world, and we know we have political leaders men and women who are, have been either chosen by the people to be their leaders or who have made themselves leaders but on their own. And we know there are many, many governments around the world that would try to suppress Christianity and Catholicism, belief in Christ, the practice of the faith, the Holy Father is saying to us that let us be surprised again by God's choice to be on our side, to be in solidarity with us, even though we are sinners, and to save the world from evil by taking charge of it totally. You know, every single one of us is called to go out into the world to bring this great mission and this great uh, message. Of salvation. Not just to each other, but to go beyond ourselves. Just as the Lord, remember, He sent the disciples out two by two. He didn't send them just to others who believe, but he sent them to places where there, there was no knowledge of salvation through Christ. And he said, You're going to meet resistance. There will be resistance to you and to this message, and, and we see this today. If you try to live your faith as best you can, you're living in a hostile world. Because most of the world, in many ways, doesn't want to hear the Christian message. They don't want to live by the ways that Jesus taught us to live. And again, especially with our younger people, who are uh, bombarded with so many mixed messages of truth, and most of it that they hear is nothing but lies. I, I was I was listening to uh, John Father John Ricardo a little earlier because one of our friends asked if he could get a copy of the program and what number was it, etc., and Father Ricardo was talking about joy and uh, you know, Father Ricardo lived a life when he was in college and and younger. He he was he was not a good person. The way he lived, <laughs> I think many of us can say the same things. Listen, my twenties. I'm 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 very blessed to be able to have survived my twenties, given some of the things that I uh, allowed myself to get in, in into. And I remember. Sometimes in my life, in those years, I always say B.C. before Cheryl, (laughs) that I literally am very, very blessed to be here. That I know my guardian angel had to work overtime on numerous occasions to keep me around. So we all have a past and we all fall. But Holy Father said, let's be, be surprised again by God's choice to be on our side, to be in solidarity with us sinners. That's why Jesus came, to save us from all of this. This is all just temporary. You know, this pilgrimage to our Father's house, It, it, it you know, Scripture says, you know, you live to be 70, 80 if you're strong. And I think those numbers have changed a little bit since the Old Testament days. Where people live a little longer now. But it's 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 a speck in in the realm of eternity what awaits us in, in beyond this life. So we live this life striving and longing for that great and glorious moment. You know, the world thinks death is is the end. And we as Christians because of Jesus coming into this world to save us from sin and death, know that a physical death that we experience here is just the beginning of an eternal life. No one likes to say goodbye. No one likes to see anybody suffer. No one likes to see anybody physically die, because our, our in our in our humanity, we, we 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 know that this is in in a sense an end of of a mortal life. But in our heart and our knowledge of our faith, we know that that death is the beginning of an eternal life. It's a, it's a birth into eternal life. And we know that those who have gone before us, we will see again in a way that we've never seen them before in glory. So we encounter Christ here. We look at that holy face And we see that holy face, and especially with our heart, knowing that he came here to save us from sin and death, to bring us home. I'm going to take a break. When I come back, uh, two homilies by Pope Francis. I don't know. I don't think we'll get through both of them, but we'll see. So stay where you are, my brothers and sisters. There's more to come on Come to Me. I'll be right back.
1: people all over America. What have you done for your marriage today? It's a good question. Boy, I gave
0: a huge hug this morning, like a really big squeeze.
1: I took the baby while she worked.
0: I got up with the baby while he slept.
1: Yeah. We've actually organized a date night tonight. I cooked my husband's favorite breakfast. Well, I've done today what I usually do, and that is obey. What have you done for your marriage today? Don't forget the small stuff. Need ideas? Go to foryourmarriage.org. A message from the Catholic Communication Campaign
0: here is mother angelica speaking about catholic radio
1: there's six billion people and we got to reach them all it's people like you radio stations like your own and i hope sincerely that people will support you because we need catholic radio we need catholic television and if we don't have it we shall answer to god for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word we're bound.
0: Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628. Or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you.
1: We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism. TO SPREAD THE
0: GOOD WORD 60 SECONDS WITH MOTHER ANGELICA
1: NOW WHEN YOU'VE GOT JESUS IN YOUR HEART THEN AND THEN ONLY CAN YOU SEE AND FIND YOUR REAL SELF YOU KNOW WHY BECAUSE YOU'RE NOT AFRAID TO LOOK AT YOURSELF YOU'RE NOT GOING AROUND PRETENDING YOU'RE SOMETHING YOU'RE NOT IF YOU'RE AN ANGRY PERSON you GOT THE GUTS TO SAY I AM AN ANGRY PERSON but with the grace of God and the power of His Spirit, the power of His Spirit, I can become like who? Like Jesus, not like me, not like the best in me, but like Jesus in me. You see, it's very, very important that when you go around looking for yourself, that you try to find out who you are, that you have Jesus in your heart.
0: The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Hi, I'm Cheryl. And I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live. Two hours of talk, music, interesting and informative interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, Jim Hoffman's
1: weekend weather forecast and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune.
0: It all happens right here Friday at 4 p.m.
1: That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the gospel, communicating hope on these domestic church media stations.
0: From Lahaska to Long Branch.
1: Solbury to Seaside Park.
0: Atlantic Highlands to Allentown.
1: Ocean Grove to Oxford Valley. Little
0: Silver to Lower Makefield. Proclaiming the joy of the gospel on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Welcome back, and in just a moment, we're going to go to Holy Father's homily from this morning, actually, over at the Casa Santa Marta in Rome. Uh, but before we do that, again, I just want to remind you that tomorrow, uh, the twenty-second of January, the uh, New Jersey Right to Life will have the New Jersey Rally for Life over at the State House. But uh, first, there is a mass at nine thirty in the morning, and uh, at the cathedral. So you can go to mass at nine thirty, and then uh, stroll a little bit—not uh, too far—over to the state house for the rally, which begins at eleven o'clock. And there will be pro-life leaders, elected officials, and clergy expected to address the rally. But once again, they ask: Please do not bring signs. Signs will be provided. They don't want any signs on sticks. Uh, and if you want to check out, if uh, there are some buses leaving from some areas uh, in New Jersey going to the rally go to our website domesticchurchmedia.org click on the bulletin board link and then um you and then the 22nd of January and all the info there is an email address a couple of phone numbers to call if you want to find out about a bus going there tomorrow but you got to do that now because i would imagine most places are closing <laughs> in uh in uh 20 minutes or so so do that uh, also we want to remind you of an event coming up on February 29th Sponsored by our friends from Catholic Men for Jesus Christ. The 23rd annual conference is going to be held on Saturday, uh, February 29th, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. at St. Mary's Parish, 19 Cherry Tree Farm Road in Middletown, New Jersey. And, of course, uh, our bishop is going to be there, Bishop O'Connell, is going to uh, be uh, the uh, main celebrant and homilist at the celebration of Holy Mass. But the featured speakers will be uh, from the New York Yankees. A former Major League Baseball player and now an ESPN analyst, Mark Teixeira, will be there. Mark Teixeira, a very good Catholic. I believe he went to an all-boys Catholic school in Maryland when he was growing up. And I think I read once that he took four years of Latin. So there was an article on him in the National Catholic Register. He was still playing ball, um, but I was reading the article, and he was quoting from encyclicals by John Paul, so... Very, very faithful Catholic man. He will be the featured speaker, Mark Teixeira. Uh, And then also Dr. uh, Marcelina d'Ambrosio. He's a theology professor, author, and evangelist. He will speak, as will Stephen Auth, investment manager, author, and evangelist. Stephen Auth has a long and storied career on Wall Street and uh, currently serves as executive vice president and chief investment officer of Federated Global Equities. Uh, but he's a very good Catholic man, and uh, he, they call him the missionary of Wall Street. He's a good good missionary out there, too. So this all takes place Saturday, February 29th, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Doors open at 8 for bagels and coffee. Lunch will also uh, be provided. It's included in the uh, fee. Uh, it is $30 pre-registration, $35 at the door. There will be a Young Men's track. In partnership with Catholic Athletes for Christ, uh, for uh, young men eighth grade to college age, and so it's fifteen dollars for students. Check it all out. Go to their website CatholicMenForJesusChrist dot org. It's all there. You can register online. Save yourself five bucks. CatholicMenForJesusChrist dot org. That's Saturday February twenty ninth at uh, Saint Mary Parish, nineteen Cherry Tree Farm Road over in Middletown, New Jersey. That's Monmouth County. And uh, as we do every year, we'll be there in one way or another uh, with a table and other things. So uh, you can come over and say howdy to us too. All right, so let's go to Holy Father's uh, homily from this morning. Is it the, right up here? Make sure I have the right one. Uh, nope, that's not it. <laughs> uh what did I oh yeah what did I do with it here <laughs> Hey, mom what what I do um I had it right I'm reading off my laptop here and I, it seems to have disappeared I don't know where it went let's see okay I, I yeah. nothing like dead air right I'm, <laughs> here it is uh Okay, yeah, okay. Now that was Monday. See, no, I didn't. What did I do with it? <laughs> oh my, I'm getting old, huh? Uh, well, here, we'll do. <laughs> we'll do this one. I don't know what to do with it. All right. So you lose things. You hit the wrong button and things just disappear. Technology, technology, technology. This is from yesterday. A homily uh, from uh, yesterday: Trusting in God. Well, that's a good topic. This is where the Lord wants us to go with this one. There probably is somebody listening who needs to hear these words about trusting in God. Trusting in the Word of God allows us to overcome idolatry, pride, and excessive self-confidence. Holy Father said yesterday, and saying that being a good Christian means listening to what the Lord says about justice, charity, forgiveness, and mercy. He's kind of hitting it all right on the head there, isn't he? Uh, In his homily, the Holy Father spoke about docility to the Word of God, which is always new, and he reflected on the first reading. The Holy Father uh, focused on God's rejection of Saul as king, a prophecy that was confided to Samuel. The Holy Father said the essence of Saul's sin was a lack of docility to the Word of God, imagining that his own interpretation of God's command was more correct The Lord had commanded the Israelites not to take anything from the people they had uh, conquered, but they disobeyed. And the Holy Father said, when Samuel goes to reject Saul on behalf of God, Saul tried to explain, But look, there were cattle, there were so many good fat animals, and with these I offered a sacrifice to the Lord. He had not put anything in his own pocket, although others had. On the contrary, with the attitude of interpreting the Word of God as it seemed right to him he allowed the others to put something of the plunder in their own pockets the stages of corruption it begins with a little disobedience a lack of facility and keeps going further and further and further and it's true you know uh, the stages of corruption he said it begins with a little just a little disobedience and you know the devil he, he's always he's always talking to us you know he's always trying to incite us to do something wrong he tempts us And sometimes he'll tempt us, oh, just do the little thing. It's just a a little lie. It's not really stealing. You know, he tells us to do these little things. And Holy Father says it begins with a little disobedience and a lack of docility. And then it keeps going further and further and further and further. You hear those little spots we run here on, on the stations from Catholics come home people who have left the church. And that's the way it begins, usually. Well, I just missed one Sunday, and then I missed another Sunday, and then you get into the habit of missing another Sunday, another Sunday, another Sunday, until eventually you just stop going. You can justify in your own mind, the devil loves when we do that, and then holy father said uh, that the people took from the plunder small and large beasts the first fruits of it was vowed to extermination to sacrifice to the lord but samuel pointed out that the lord prefers obedience to the voice of god to holocausts and sacrifices and he clarified the hierarchy of values it is more important to have a docile heart and to obey than to offer sacrifices, to fast, to do penance. This, this idea of being docile, you know we've, we've said this before, that you want to be docile to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, to be open to that, to be, first of all, aware that there is uh, a prompting, and that we allow ourselves to be docile to that. You know, the, the Lord will lead us, in the way that he would have us go if we allow him. He's never going to force himself on us or push himself on us. He gives us the gift, a great gift of free will. We have the opportunity to choose what path to take, where to go, but we want our hearts to be docile to his promptings, to his word. And he doesn't always lead us down the primrose path either, does he? Sometimes he asks us to go in a direction that we would never have chosen ourselves. I always uh, like to think of, of the apostles, you know, when the Lord first chose the first apostles. Imagine when he saw Peter out in the boat. You know, Andrew brought Jesus to Peter, and, and, and uh, the Lord said, I'll make you a fisher of men. Imagine if the Lord had said to Peter, But first, let me show you the next three years. Especially watch the end of the third year and see if you still want to join me. And Peter's vision is taken to seeing himself being crucified upside down because he's a follower of Jesus. You think Peter would have said, Oh, sure, no problem. It took those three years of trust, of believing, of seeing. You know, when when our Lord first called him, he left everything to to, to be with him, but he didn't have any idea how his life on this earth was going to end. Because the same thing happens with us, you know, we could be docile to the prompting of the Spirit— but imagine if God showed us the entire picture up front. I know, and I've said this now, when we first started our work in the apostolate, if the Lord had had shown me a, a number of many episodes in the course of our journey in this work, first, I don't know that I would have said yes to this. Because there were a lot of very, very difficult times. Thanks be to God, not as many now. You know, we still have our—I still have my—I still wake up at night sometimes thinking about things things that have to be done. And um, But in the old days, it was a lot more, how am I going to pay this bill? Are we ever going to have a radio station? You know, all that was uh, a lot of— uh, I was younger then, I could take more. I don't know what the future holds, but I know the Lord blesses us in many ways. But if He had shown me in the beginning, you know, the very, very early days of, and this, I'm sure anyone listening or watching right now, if you've been in ministry or apostle, you could probably say the same thing. The Lord will take us in these little steps. And asks us to be docile. And Holy Father said, The sin of lacking docility lies precisely in the preference for what I think and not what the Lord commands of me, which I don't understand. When you rebel against the will of the Lord, he said, You are not docile. It's like a sin of fortune-telling. It's as if, although you say you believe in God, you were to go to a fortune-teller to have your palm read, Just in case, Pope Francis said, Refusing to obey the Lord, the lack of docility, the Holy Father said, is like fortune-telling. When you insist on doing things your own way, in the face of the Lord's will, you are an idolater, because you prefer what you think, that idol, to the will of the Lord. And for Saul, the disobedience cost him the kingdom, because you've rejected the word of the Lord. The Lord has rejected you as king. This should make us think a little about our own docility. When we often prefer our own interpretation of the gospel for example holy father said when we fall into uh, casu- uh casuetry, into moral casualty this is not the will of the lord this uh, the will of the lord is clear he makes it known with the commandment of the bible and makes it known with the holy spirit within our heart but when i am uh, obstinate and turn the word of the lord into an ideology ideology i am an idolater i'm not being docile so this is why it's so important and the church has been so protective of the word and the interpretation of the word. Church is the authoritative teacher. We have the magisterium, the teaching authority of the church that interprets Scripture for us so we make sure we get what it really means, not what I think it means. We could say this is how that affects me, how that word applies to me. But we can't have two different interpretations of the same Scripture, we have to go to the church for that, for the authoritative interpretation. Then Holy Father talked about mercy, and he turned to uh, yesterday's gospel from St. Mark, recalling that the disciples were criticized because they did not fast. And Jesus uses this analogy, no one sews new cloth on an old cloak because it would risk making the tear worse. And no one puts new wine in old wineskins because the skins would burst, but both the wine and the wineskin would be lost. Rather, the Lord said, new wine is poured into fresh new wineskins. And then the Holy Father said that being a good Christian means being docile to the word of the Lord, listening to what the Lord says about justice, charity, forgiveness, and mercy and not being inconsistent in life, using an ideology to be able to go forward. It's true, he said, the Word of God sometimes gets us in trouble, but the devil does the same thing, deceptively. So to be a Christian, the Holy Father said, is to be free through trust in God. And being a good Christian, being docile to the Word of the Lord, listening to what the Lord says— about justice, charity, forgiveness, mercy, you know, we have to be consistent in that. How many times, you know, have you ever heard someone who calls him or herself a a Christian, a good Christian or Catholic, saying, I'll never forgive that person for what they did to me? Well, wait a minute. (laughs) That's, that's, That's not what Jesus said. Or I'll only forgive that person if they apologize to me. When, when Peter asked our Lord, you know, how many times do I forgive my brother? Seven times? No, 70 times, seven times. I don't see anywhere in that scripture passage where it says, but if they don't apologize, forget that. You know how? You don't have to forgive them. We're called to forgive. And to the extent of the infraction against us, no matter what it is, we're called to forgive. doesn't mean we're going to have to walk hand in hand down, down uh, you know, uh, the happy lane, again. But to forgive someone means to love them enough that you want to see them in heaven one day. That's the best way to get over any hardness of heart toward any individual, no matter what they've done. Just pray for them. Pray for their soul. Pray for them. Pray that one day you'll see them in heaven. You know, I remember when Mother Angelica had one of her early strokes you know when mother had a couple of strokes before she was uh, completely um, debilitated and I remember her saying after one of her strokes that she saw the other side you know she had that stroke she came back on the air when she had a patch on her eye her face was drooping and remember that when the, the, the her she came back after that stroke and, and they the camera went on her and again, she had the patch and she, her face, was, one side of her face was drooping. She said, be not afraid, it is I. <laughs> but she was saying how she had seen the other side. And I don't remember her exact quote, but it was basically, don't sweat the small stuff. Don't let the little things get in the way. It's not important. Little petty things that we get ourselves and let ourselves get involved in here Especially when it, it's, it it involves interpersonal uh, contact and, and the, the little things that bother us, that cause us to uh, to bicker, she said, "It's not important. Don't don't waste your time on those things. What awaits us on the other side is something so awesome." As St. Paul says, it's beyond anybody's thought. I has not seen, ear has not heard. And all the little things we allow ourselves to get involved in, the, the back and forth, the bickering, the backbiting, the backstabbing, the fighting, the, it's just not worth it. To risk losing what awaits us over something so petty here in this life. And so Holy Father tells us that we need to be docile to the Word and listen to the Word, especially as it regards justice, charity, and forgiveness, and mercy. What did Jesus teach us when he walked this earth? What did he teach us during those three years of his public ministry about mercy, about forgiveness? What did he teach us from the cross about forgiveness? For us to say, or any Catholic or Christian to say, I love Jesus. And you know, there's that person over there. I'll never talk to them again because of what they did to me. I'll never forgive them. I'll gossip about them. I'll calumniate them. I'll commit to sin detraction. (laughs) But I love Jesus. It doesn't jibe, does it? Not easy because we are human and we have many, many human faults, every single one of us. No one's exempt from that. We we, we, uh, sin on a regular basis because of human weakness. But Holy Father tells us being docile to the Word of the Lord, being a good Christian, being docile to the Word, means that we listen to what the Lord says, especially as it regards justice and charity and forgiveness and mercy, because we will be held accountable. Jesus, you know, if we pray the Our Father, as we all do every day, multiple times probably, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. We're telling God, we're setting the ground rule. In the Lord's Prayer, the prayer he gave us, told us to pray. How many times have we prayed that prayer in the course of our life? Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And if we're not forgiving people who trespass against us, the Lord's going to hold us to our word. That should scare the the you-know-what out of us. So being docile to the word of God, being docile to the words of the Lord, especially, again, as it regards justice, charity, forgiveness, mercy. We need to take that very, very seriously and take our Lord at his word. He taught us that. He taught us how to live. And by those words, we can live with him forever in heaven. Okay. I'm going to go. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and uh, I'll be here again tomorrow, God willing. And again tomorrow, there's 930 Mass at the Cathedral here in Trenton, and then the Rally uh, for Life at the state house at 11 o'clock. Okay. um, Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of my day. Have a blessed rest of your day. My name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. God bless you, and God love you.